0: Hi, Marked listeners. We're planning some exciting things for the future of the podcast, so we want to hear from you. Take our fun survey and give us all of your opinions about Marked to enter for a chance to win a Lifeway Women backpack filled with Bible studies and other great resources for diving into God's Word. To take the survey, go to lifewaywomen.com slash podcast or click on the link in our show notes. We can't wait to hear from you. This is the Marked Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Margaret Collinsworth, coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee at Lifeway Christian Resources. This podcast is for women who are marked by a hunger for God's word, who want to know him more, have a longing to impact the culture around them, and a real desire to discover and live out God's calling in their lives. If that's you, stay tuned. We're going to be talking about issues that are relevant to you today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm glad you're here for the March podcast. Thanks again for coming back. Um, This is Mary Margaret and I'm here in Nashville. And today I have my friend Amy Burgess on the line and she is talking to us from Orlando, Florida. Um, You're going to love getting to know her. Um, She is one of those women who um, I've known actually since I was about in middle school and really has had an impact on so many young women, including myself, um, that I wanted you to be able to hear a little bit about her story and what God's doing in her life and how she's invested in the lives of young women. Um, So she is a mom of five, and has that she just has all kinds of interesting stories. So, Amy, we're so glad you're here with us today. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about you and your family, and what you guys um, maybe what you guys have been up to for the last year.
1: Um, well, I'm 45. I have grown up in Orlando my whole life, other than just going away for college in a few years when we first got married. Um, but I've been attending First Baptist Church of Orlando for that time, and I feel like I was. Um, you know, in regards to what you're talking about and what we're talking about today was definitely poured into there by women. And so a lot of, you know, me pouring back into women is just a result of what, you know, God's done to me through other women who I still love and who still encourage me today. Yeah. Um, the past year has been the most exciting year of my life, including my wedding year and the birth of my five children years and all that goes with that. Uh-huh. We took our five kids um, out of... The Christian schools are there in here in Orlando. And we um, moved, we took all their tuition money and we rented an apartment in Denver. And we moved to Denver for the 10 months to help start a, a church um, that the IMB was starting and a friend of ours, Ben Mandrell, was starting. So um, we kind of had like a year long mission trip as a family. And it was awesome. Wow. <laughs> Best year ever.
0: I bet. And I bet that that could just be an episode in itself, just stories from what God's done in the last year. So, and I know it's been, mm-hmm. it's been exciting just to kind of follow you guys for the last year to see what he's doing through Storyline Fellowship in Denver. And just, um, just to know that, you know, God is using y'all's faithfulness and and calling. How, what was that like talking to your family about saying, Hey, we think God's calling us to make this big move. Like, how did that go over with your kids? Well, the
1: two older, we have a 17-year-old and a 14-year-old. So the 17-year-old was a junior this past year, and he, of course, was like our main concern because yeah. it was his junior year of high school. Um, and so we kind of let the two older kids in on it from the beginning, even when we were just starting to think about it. So they kind of walked the process with us. Yeah. The three little kids, they are 10, 8, and 6 right now. So they're all in elementary school. The youngest just started kindergarten in Denver. Mm-hmm. And um, we didn't we just kind of sprung it on them once we made the decision. We didn't <laughs> want to tell them until we knew we were doing it yeah. so um they were excited a little nervous and they the little adopted really well um uh, bill and Mary britain the two older ones i feel like um they were you know because they walked it with us they knew it was god's will it wasn't like their be- their favorite choice yeah. especially Bo, being his, being his junior year but i think they knew it was right and i definitely know you know what we've trained this their whole lives, you know in church and christian school going on mission trips you know, being trained to do what we just did in Denver for yeah. a year, and um, but with not anything but a one week a year mission trip to flush that out, or some things they do in Orlando in mission to flush that out. Yeah. So they got to put, you know, their all their training to get used this year. and they they owned that for me. They did a great job. That's awesome. Them.
0: And I'm sure it wasn't like always easy, but you know, when you know that you're following what God's called you to do, there's such trust and such confidence in that. I know. So.
1: Yes. And more for me definitely more from me than there. My mom I kept telling my mom, oh, I wonder why I'm so happy here. Like I don't even want to come home. You yeah. know, like, sometimes you know, coming mm-hmm. from a mission trip you don't want to come home. Exactly. You know, there's a reentry period there for sure. On any length of mission trip. You know, and she kept saying, Well, if when God's called you to do that, but everybody else is a little nervous about it, he's gotta plant you solid there. You know, you gotta be happy to be there and he's yeah. made you happy to be there so that you can encourage the rest of your family if they get frustrated or, or lonely
0: or whatever. So Absolutely. Well, um, the one question I always ask everybody is, is what is something that you've been marked by? Um, I know that's, a, I know that's like have, a big question. I, I was laughing. That...
1: Okay, I have, I have, I can write a book on this question. Yeah. <laughs> I've been marked by everything. I'm 45 almost. So um, to pick one, like, I I think I kind of just divided it into two things. Like people, you know, the people that have poured into me in my life, definitely I've been marked by them. As it relates to, you know, I've obviously been marked by becoming a mom and a wife. I've been marked by my sin, like times of sin, you know, in my yeah. life that I want to get out of or, you know, I'm praying to Jesus just like David, you know, get me out of the muck and the mire. Yeah. Um, when he does and shows up and pulls me out, I'm marked by that in my relationship with him. Yeah. Um, As it pertains to the girls, like, you know, investing in women, I would definitely say, um, especially in the last three years or so, I am marked by these girls that, you know, through church or whatever, I've had the privilege to disciple, even when they're in 11th or 12th grade, um, now they're 30, you know, and they're planting churches in New York, and they're pastors live in Arkansas, and, you know, wherever they are in the world, they're they're continuing to live out their faith. That marks me. They encourage me back, Mm. you know, like when I get in a rut. That they'll come through with a text or, yeah. you know, whatever, and, I'm, and they encourage me greatly. So it's cool because it's like that verse that talks about, you know, when you refresh others, you'll be refreshed Absolutely. and to be refreshed by them, not even by somebody else, but by the people that you have poured into, you know? Yeah.
0: Absolutely, and I know, and I, I love. I, like I've been able to see this with my own eyes. You know how you've invested in so many women. You know, so many friends of mine, and in my life in different ways. And um, you know, what what do you think that that looks like? Like, what is if you had to explain what the discipleship process looks like to somebody? If you could kind of like boil it down, you know, what do you think that that looks like in a practical kind of way?
1: Well, it's really funny because I'm really kind of a legalistic, structured person. Mm-hmm. So in general, like the the you know, the girls that I, I, have girls that I, you know, kind of poured into when I was in college as an intern at our church and, you know, off at college. And then I have other ones that I've poured into, like when I was having children and they were in high school. Mm-hmm. And um, and it always, I have this way that I like to do it because I'm a really structured person. Yeah. And Jesus, one of the things he's taught me in the last few years is it can look really different than my way. Yeah. Does that make sense? hmm you know, like, I'm like, yeah, well, we meet every week. We meet for, like, an hour. Um, we definitely have a t- a big time of prayer every week. We go through usually a book of the Bible every time. I don't usually do topical things. I usually do straight scripture, and um, and I do that based on what Bible Study Fellowship is something that I've been involved in that's poured into me, you know, I to use that straight scripture teaching yeah. to learn how to, you know, pour that into the girls, But um, but also— Um, when you do it that way it's a lot of me leading the girls Mm -hmm. and there's that verse that talks about um, we delighted not only to share the gospel with you but to share our lives as well so sometimes when you're a legalistic kind of nature like me you can get into the routine of doing the discipleship and I'm not saying there's not good out of that but um, I separate it from me sharing my life with them and letting them pour back into me does that make sense yes Absolutely. So instead of it just being like um, a structured thing I do, you know, there's another girl that I discipled in the last two years that really I learned from as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At mm-hmm. the same time.
0: Absolutely. And then
1: also the those girls that are 30 now that I did it more the structured way with, and it was fine to do it the structured way, but just Jesus is teaching me there's different ways you disciple people. Mm-hmm. And, um, it doesn't have to be your way, is what he's saying to me. It can be a lot of different ways that you mm-hmm. pour into people's lives and you share the gospel with them as you share your life with them. Yeah. Also, and one of those girls came back to me recently, and was like, you know, I've known you since I was in eleventh grade. I'm like 28 now, and i've never even seen you cry you know yeah. i'm like oh i do you know <laughs> but just, the, the time in my life that she was being discipled by me was a good time you know yeah. there's another group that i discipled during a really hard time of miscarriages that i was having and they saw me cry you know i mean yeah. i was definitely sharing sure my life but i just feel like i've learned that discipleship can be, look a lot of different ways it doesn't have to look like we study a book of the bible we pray you know what I'm saying? It uh-huh. doesn't have to be structured. It can be like this year in Denver. It was, I was on it for 10 months, but there was a lot of investing and in women going on. And, um, it was just through prayer. I mean, we didn't even study anything particularly. We just really prayed together once yeah. a week, you know, mm-hmm. and it was exciting.
0: That's awesome. And I love that, you know, I think even those different relationships, different personalities, you know, so kind of dictate the direction of how that goes. And and I love that yeah. over the years, the Lord has taught you that it can look different with different groups of women. It can look different in different seasons of life. And, um, you know, I think mm-hmm. that's so true. What What would you say to women who, you know, maybe yeah you know, I guess they could be on either side of the fence either they're a young woman and they're looking at women who are older, you know in the faith in them, who are you know maybe just a few steps ahead of them in the journey, you know, and they're saying they just look too busy to me, they look too like they have too much going on, um you know, but then I think If you flip that on its head, a lot of times older women are looking at younger women saying, I don't know that I have anything to offer you. Like, what would you say to those groups of women who are are sitting on the fence saying, I feel like maybe this is something I should do, but I don't either feel adequate, I don't feel, you know, capable, you know, how, how would you advise or um, give some, you know, encouragement to them? I
1: definitely, I start with the word pray about it.
0: Yeah. Um, Only because I'm a
1: big, like my spiritual gift is faith, My, my kind of secondary one is encouragement. And so I'm a big prayer. And so I definitely say, pray. I feel like every person that the Lord has ever put in my life to disciple or pour into or whatever, um, I just have, God has just brought them. Yeah. Does that make sense? So if you mm-hmm. have that little feeling about a certain older woman that you are kind of drawn to or whatever pray and then go to her because my second thing after pray is I'm kind of a big Bob Goff fan right now and he's like say yes to everything and (laughs) I love that because I'm first of all a complete overachiever so I'm like all the person who has to listen to all the people who are saying don't say yes to everything because sometimes you need to you know make time for your family and I that is so true and don't get me wrong on this but I at the same time say you know it was it was definitely a stress um, not a bad stress, but a tension giver. When I was discipling a lot of girls, when I was having my little kids, mm-hmm. all, all of my kids, so if I was doing it all during while I was being a young mom, and it was always something that my husband and I would definitely have to agree on and discuss, like the time that it took to do that, mm-hmm. and it was not easy at the time. But would I ever trade it now? Like, am I right now, in retrospect, ten years later? Was it worth it? Oh, absolutely. I'm Bob off say yes. You know, <laughs> like, it did not hurt my children. It benefited my children because they had a mom who was still staying, you know, like um, discipling other people and staying in her Christian walk, you know. And I they, I mean, in practical ways, I had babysitters and, and other practical ways. They had mentors as they got a little bit older. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always high school kids in our house or college kids in our house or now young adult people in our house that are discipling them, basically, yeah. you know. So I say pray and go for it. (laughs) If Jesus, like, pricks your heart, whether you're older or younger, to a younger person or to an older person, you know, how do you feel about mentoring me? Would you pray about that? You know, it doesn't matter if I look busy because God really has blessed me even when it's been busy, you know?
0: Absolutely. And I think that's where it's so easy to make all kinds of excuses as to why we can't do this. We shouldn't do this. We're not qualified to do this. You know, when the Lord's just Mm -hmm. saying, you know, just follow, you know, follow me, you know, and I'm going to show you the way I'm going to show you what this needs to look like. I'm going to walk you through this process. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and we just have to trust him with that. And so often yeah. It's just, and a lot of
1: times, I mean, I can remember one time when it was so crazy here that I, I literally grew my hair out for lots of love because I could not give anything to anybody else besides my little three children who yeah. were all under three at the time. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, like, I, I can't do anything for anybody. I just am meeting their demands all the time. And I like grew my hair out because I feel like I could do. I was so frustrated. But you know what? That was the time that the Lord brought a girl to live in our home that needed a place to live for like a year and I didn't disciple her per se necessarily, you know, like the once a week thing, because I just was at my in trying to take care of my own family. But she lived here, and she not only was a help to me, but she just learned about living in a Christian family just from living here. Yeah. yeah I didn't have to do anything that took time particularly. Does mm-hmm. that make sense?
0: Exactly. It wasn't like something scheduled outside of your normal stuff. It just was as you were yeah. as you were going, as you were doing life, she was doing life with you.
1: Yes, and share the gospel with you and my life as well. It's that verse, yep. you know,
0: like living out that verse. I love it. I love it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you Me know
0: too. What if you could look back? You know, it, you at forty five. You know, if you could look back to Amy, who is fresh out of college, um, you know, what what words of encouragement would you give to young, you know to this young Amy who's in her twenties and trying to figure things out? You know, um, what would you encourage her with?
1: Um, I think that I would definitely just that I think that I because I'm, it depends on who the girl is because if it's a young Amy, I was really churchy. You know, yeah. like I was raised in church and um and one of the things that the Lord's really teaching me right now is just um about his grace, which I get. I mean, you know, I understand what we teach people in salvation. You know, we teach them you can't earn your salvation. You don't get yourself cleaned up before you come to Jesus. I mean that's a lot of phrases that we use in the church so today yeah. or whatever. But at the same time in practical pouring out, like living out that Christianity, the church definitely practically um, taught me. But yeah, as soon as you're saved, then you start earning it. (laughs) Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, not that I am in a disagreement with obedience by any, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, but I feel like um, the young Amy coming out of college was really Mm rules-oriented. And, I mean, I was saved. I was saved when I was a child, and definitely the Lord discipled me and grew me, and, um, but to, but he really taught me grace and I fell in my faith a little bit, you know, yeah. and, um, and still to this day, he's teaching me. So, Amy, let's decipher. The church is kind of teaches you big sins versus little sins. And then the church teaches you there aren't big sins versus little sins. Yeah. But in the way we act, mm-hmm. you know, in the way I act toward people, sometimes I act like there's a bigger sins than the little sins. Does
0: that make sense? Yes, absolutely. We like, It's like we've come yeah, up with our God, own writing scale. For, we all know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To live out what
1: I say. I say, you know, the Lord's blood covers me while I was yet a sinner, Christ demonstrates his love, God demonstrates his love for me but he sent his son to die for me while I was yet sinning. Yeah. You know? And Jesus is saying to me, When are you not sinning? So I I just kinda say to the young, like excited person or whatever, Yeah, let's do discipleship. Yeah, let's be obedient. Let's get into the process of sanctification. But um I don't wanna I don't want to ever re- forget that I'm constantly in the process of sanctification. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, it's it, so it is a I think lifelong I'm being
1: thing. I judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: trying of you, slamming me about this. Yeah, and I think we're all we're all so susceptible to that. We're all susceptible to become judgmental to to forget that we're still in the process, you know, and that we're never mm-hmm. gonna. If we ever feel like we're at that point where we think we've arrived, like red flag, mm-hmm. red flag. There's something wrong. So um, yeah,
1: I mean, I love, there's a verse that straight up says that says, um, but I believe just that he was deceived. By the serpents cunning, my mind, maybe not a stray from my sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Like, I just quote that all the time. Yeah. You know, I, this is because I'm like, okay, I don't want to, you know, I want to not think I'm on top of the game.
0: Exactly. You know,
1: just because I'm 45 mm-hmm. and now I'm older. Does that make sense? Yes. Absolutely. I keep saying that that makes
0: sense. You might have to cut that off. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I totally get what you're saying. It makes sense. And um, sure. and I think it's just it's just a part of the process. It's a part of, like you said, the sanctification process that we as believers are in our whole lives. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just one. And the Lord uses our life circumstances, where we are, what we're doing, the people he surrounds us with, you know, to, to mm-hmm. use in that sanctification yeah. process of making us just, more like he, him. And to
1: watch out for Satan's attacks. And, you know, like when you're doing something big like we did in Denver, I'm extra cautious. I'm like, you know, I, I'm watching out for his attacks. And Jesus is telling me, yeah, but Amy, you know, you're looking for the big attacks. And he's going, you're always sinning. <laughs> like, yeah. are you, you know, you're you looking for the big sins. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's not a big one or a small one. And I think that's churchy. Yeah, I think it's kind of a churchy thing. Because I grew up, I think, in the church. I've learned a lot about that in Denver with people who have not grown up in the church. Help Absolutely. me, you know? Mhm.
0: If you had to, and I know we've probably heard a little bit of this as a thread throughout what you've said in the last few minutes, but what what are you passionate about, Amy? Like, what what gets you up in the morning? What keeps you up at night? Like, what are the things that the Lord is is doing in you right now that you're really passionate about?
1: Um, I feel like if I trace that question back, like, from the beginning of my life, I'm just straight up passionate about Jesus, and I'm passionate about prayer because of my spiritual gifts, I think. And um, then all of that walks with me through life. Like how my I'm passionate about that, and I'm passionate about being a wife and a mom because I want to flesh out my relationship with Christ in my marriage. You know, I don't want to have a, a um like a just a stagnant marriage. I want to have a good marriage. And sometimes that's hard. This year has been hard with Rob and I. He traveled a lot while we were in Denver. And so we were apart a little more than normal, mm-hmm. you know, and so we're constantly, but we have, you know, we have a senior in high school, we're 45, we're kind of halfway through our marriage, maybe, I don't know, it's all you get, you stay married, but, um, you know, when you die or whatever, but um, I'm looking at him and he's looking at me and we're like, how do we do the next step in our marriage? Because we still have a kindergartner, so we got to keep this fresh, Yeah. You know? like, so I, I mean, we want to live out Jesus in that marriage, then I want to live out Jesus and being a mom, mm-hmm. you know, and like, I don't want to get too busy discipling other people and neglect to disciple my own children you know i have to walk i do get that you know, even though i'm saying say yes to everything you know i still i i do have to keep my priorities in line because my constant goal is always okay how do i get jesus to these to this husband to these children to these young women you know whoever god puts me in to these sweet women that, you know, hope, house. Who these little young moms who get a baby when they're younger, you know, yeah. whoever it is that God puts me in contact with, you know, how do I, how do I give him? So, and I think, you know, I flesh that out through my spiritual gifts through prayer, you know, teaching them to pray and really believe in their prayers and let's push Jesus to, you know, he says you don't have because you don't ask. And I say, and he says, if he says 20, 320, you know, I can do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask or imagine. So I laugh at Jesus and I go, well, you made me really imaginative, so let me put my list down <laughs> and then you talk that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, gosh. So I'm
1: passionate to teach other people that, whether it be my family or, you know, the girls or whoever. I love that. I love that. Yeah, it's fun.
0: It is. And I think that that's where... What you said, you know, like, cause it's, it's easy to be, to say that you're passionate about stuff or about things or whatever, but like at the, at the heart of it for us as believers, it's our call is to be passionate about Christ. Our call is to be passionate about Jesus, what Mm -hmm. he's done for us. And so that other people can see that we live a life that's been marked by what he's done in our lives. And I think that you, Mm -hmm. you the way that I've watched you walk that out, you know, sometimes close up, sometimes from afar, you know, I've seen you live out that passion for Jesus in so many different ways with different people and situations. And it's evident and that's that's the kind of life we're called to and it doesn't mean like you were saying earlier that we're you know um, that we're not going to sin it doesn't mean that we're not going to get caught In tough, you know, tough circumstances, but it does mean that we're following exactly what God's called us to do. So, um, you know, I love that. I love your story and I love just what God has done through you and your family, you know, in the last, um, you know, year, especially just in teaching you guys how to live on mission. And, you know, if, did you have Mm -hmm. like, were there any major takeaways you'd say from the last year of just, you know, I mean, for a lot of people listening, it'd probably be like, oh, my gosh, move halfway across the country. You know, I can't even imagine doing something like that. But what what's something that God's taught you through doing that?
1: Oh, like a million things. But, it, I mean, for the people who are just like, I could never do that, I mean, I that's where I'm bob-goffing it right now. Like, yeah. dude, you just say yes, and it's just – I really love to liken it to um, C.S. Lewis has a quote that basically says us about us playing in the mud when we could be playing on the beach. I don't remember, you know, verbatim, but it's a great quote. But just – um you know that i liken it to heaven like if you could go to heaven and see how great it was and then you come back to earth you know the thing you're scared of is nothing to be scared of yeah. you know like i i went to denver and i was a little nervous but i was really confident that it was the right thing to do you yeah. know and he did make, and and then when i got there it was so exceedingly abundantly far more than i could have asked or imagined in every way mm-hmm. like not only just like the logistics like the weather and things like that but also what he taught my children, the answers to prayers that I have specifically prayed since 2011. I mean, that is a whole episode in itself. (laughs) (laughs) And then also prayers that I have prayed for my children long-term, like since they were born. Like, um, you know, I want them to be comfortable with special needs kids. Well, what do I do? I walk into Denver. There's four families coming from all over the country to plant this church, and one of the families has this beautiful special needs four-year-old that my six-year-old fell in love with, and that is Mm -hmm. her best friend. And my little children all... We can push her around her wheelchair. We can take care of her. Yeah, you know, I mean, I didn't even ask for that last year. Yeah, I asked for that like when they were born, mm-hmm. and I've spent my life going. Hey, how can I do that? Like, can we go volunteer to social needs place? You know, but no, but not able to do it quite yet because I've been having babies and discipling people and do whatever. Yeah. And Jesus went here. Here's a freebie. Let me throw it at you. You know. Yeah. Uh, you you said yes, and I'm going to answer a lifelong prayer request that you haven't even specifically thought of in terms of Denver. Yeah. You know. hmm So that's like one. It's just it's just like heaven to go do what God tells you to do. It's if you've ever done any kind of a mission trip, you know it's hard to come home. Yeah. You know. Because It's like going back to earth from heaven <laughs> in
0: a way absolutely I so, love that
1: and yeah i've I've learned a million things, but that is a big one is just my perspective of knowing that when he calls you if he calls you to a hut in Africa, he gives you a desire yep. to do what you're called to do, and you want to be in that hut more than you want to be anywhere else on earth, you know
0: exactly, and we just have yeah. to get to that point of obedience, even if it looks radical, if it looks crazy, if people other people may not understand. We have to trust that when God calls us, he's going to be faithful. And, um, and you guys are such a testimony of just trusting him with your lives, with your family and, um, with your time. And, you know, I believe that he has honored that and will continue to honor that in the lives, um, and the lives of your family and the lives that you've impacted. So, um, Amy, thank you so much just for chatting with us a little bit today. And, um, you know, I just so appreciate your perspective and just your, um, your faithfulness to do what God's called you to do, even in seasons when it was hard, when you didn't want to, um, you know, when you just mm-hmm. trusted him and just, you know, he you knew that it was the calling that he's put on your life, you know, was to, um, share the gospel in your very life with so many women. And so, um, thank you for doing that for me and for so many people that I know, and, um, just for the countless lives that are going to be for ever impacted because you um, were obedient to christ so thank you um for doing that it's totally my pleasure i love it well um i hope that you guys have enjoyed hearing from amy today um i'm gonna we you're gonna get a few links to a few things she's mentioned today um in the show notes which you can access at lifeway.com slash all access and um make sure to check back with us in a couple of weeks for the next episode okay. Thanks so much for joining us today. Visit lifeway.com forward slash all access to find episodes or check out Mark's podcast on iTunes. If you want to join in on the conversation, make a suggestion about who else we should talk to um, tweet at me. It's at Mary Margaret C and use the hashtag Mark podcast so that I know that it's you can't wait to hear from you.